system or, he, or would even leave Oklahoma for Alabama? The, would he leave Oklahoma is an interesting question, Paul, because keep in mind, he was a part of that group that, remember, we're getting the band back together, and all the Oklahoma guys were excited and went crazy. Oh, the strength coach coming back. Levy's coming back. Like, Venables, we got our guys back together, which is awesome. Uh, I think Le- Jeff Levy is one of the best play callers in college football. I put him up there with Kendall Bryles, with Steve Sarkeesian. I put him up there against anybody else. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I, th- I think he's incredible. Um, the fit, which you also mentioned, would be intriguing. So does he want to leave, getting everybody back together there in Norman, uh, where things didn't go according to plan last year? And then two, how does it work? And I know a lot of fans don't understand, but I've had this conversation with Brian Dable. I've had it with Lane Kiffin. I've had it with Mike Loxley. And uh, I've, I've had it last year with Bill O'Brien. You don't come in and run your system. You don't come in and run your scheme. You come. I had it with Steve Sarkeesian. You you come in and run Nick Saban's offense. Now you run it your way and you call it the way that you want to call it. But it's his terminology. It's his style, so to speak. You just put your tweaks on it. There's Cole Kublik talking about Jeff Lebby and the potential of leaving Oklahoma and going to Alabama as offensive coordinator. Um, doesn't make me very confident that that's gaining any steam. Well, and, you know, he echoes a lot of the same things that, you know, um, we've been saying over the last, you know, couple of days or, or, or weeks since this is, has kind of caught on. Nick Saban keeps the language the same. You cannot come in as offensive coordinator and, and, um, and just implement your own system with your own language that you've developed over the years that that how you know it and how you teach it and you can't do that you have to come in and take your offense and translate it over to Saban's terminology why is that the case is that because Nick Saban is some uh evil dictator yes oh no that's okay well kind of <laughs> part of it no, it's because he cycles offensive coordinators maybe more than any other program in the country, and it is not feasible or reasonable to expect his players, himself, the other coaches on the staff to learn a brand new terminology and reintroduce a whole new scheme and system every year, every other year. Well, and and two, like the the success has been there. Like he's been doing this for a while. Why would he change now? Right. You know, like the the proof is there. It's there. So, I mean, that's number one. Like, and and if you're Lebby, you got to look at that and be like, ah, that's not very attractive. Like, I'd like to, I want to call it the way. And I know you get to call the plays the way you want, but I want to sometimes I want to bring my terminology in. There's a reason I I branded these these plays, these schemes, these protections, these motions, these concepts. I, I gave them a name for a very specific reason. So I don't want to give that up. The other thing is, what is it telling you? It is telling you that you will not be there long. And the reason we don't want to learn your terminology is because we don't expect you to be a five-year offensive coordinator here. We expect it to be a stop, either a stop because 
we win and you go somewhere else or stop because we don't win and I pick someone else. Yep. So like they're they're real it, it's really in my opinion not you have to just absolutely hit it out of the park to be able to uh, to go in and make that turn into something incredibly positive for you. Well, but here, here's kind of the issue that I've ran into the past couple of weeks. is like, I don't think that Jeff Levy's going to leave. And I've tried to cite the reasons of why I don't think that he's going to leave, but then I run into almost sounding like the Alabama offensive coordinator gig is not a good one. The offensive, co- offensive coordinator at Alabama, that is a good job. You, you can make over $2 million. You can vault yourself to a legitimate Power 5 program. It's a really good job. I just don't think that he's going to leave because the move right now there with everything you just said doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him at this time. Would it have made sense leaving Ole Miss as the offensive coordinator to go to Alabama? I don't know. It would have made a lot more sense. I just don't think that he's going to leave. Current situation he has at OU, uh, he, that, that's his offense for the most part at the end of the day, and you just cited all the things that he would have to deal with at Alabama. It's a great job. I'm not trying to say it's not a great job. Of course it is. I just don't think he leaves for that right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a great job like, depending on what you want. If you want to get paid well and you want to coach the best athletes in the country and you don't want to stay somewhere for very long, then it's a great job. But there's there's no security. And the only person that's turned that into a good, like, stepping stone – is Sarkeesian? Well, he had like the one of the greatest offensive well, of all time. Let's rem- then that's what I was about to say. Yeah, you had um, Najee Harris at running back. You had the three-headed monster at wide receiver, including a Heisman Trophy winner, including a Heisman Trophy winner. You had Mac Jones at quarterback, which you know, say what you want about him, he had an incredible year that year. You had uh, an outstanding offensive line. You had everything at your disposal. And how many how many first rounders did you have there? Were all three of those wide receivers first rounds? Yeah. Najee Harris was a first round. Mac Jones is a first round. I don't was remember. Leatherwood? Leatherwood was on that O line. He was a first round. That's at least six. At least six. Yeah, four, five, six. Good eight. God! I mean, that's did, did that great LSU offense even have six first rounders? Jefferson uh, and Chase, yes. Burrow, yes. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yes. Was the tight end? I don't think he was. Thad um, that, Moss? Yeah. I don't think he got drafted that year. Yeah. And I can't remember their offensive line situation. But, yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. Is like that was what you had at your disposal, and you won a national championship, and he quickly, the timing was perfect with Texas, and he took over the Texas job. Lebby would be going there with uh, – Questions at quarterback. Question at quarterback. Maybe the biggest question they've had at quarterback in a while. And I mean, they'll find someone, but you know what I right. mean. Right. No, it, it, it's just it's not the same situation as what Sarkeesian had. Timing matters. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's not a good time to be taking that job. And still, I believe Jeff Lebby is at, he's at the, the highest spot you can get as an offensive coordinator – Anything from here is lateral, and his next job needs to be a head coaching job. Well, I think it will be. I think it will be. It may not be a top 10 or 12 job. Like I, I don't know what it's going to be, but that, that needs to be his next. Because you don't want to – there is 
there's nothing that can happen at Alabama except for a national championship. And if you don't hit that mark, the the blame is going to be directed to you because, like I said previously, Saban's not going to get blamed. The players that are the best in the country aren't going to get blamed. It's got to be the play caller. Well, they're replacing both their OC and DC this year. I don't think that that's a coincidence after Georgia has now regained the uh, title of best program in college football currently, right? Here's more from Cole Kublick on Paul Feinbaum about Jeff Levy. What do you think? Well, I mean, I agree with a lot of it. I I don't think he's – I mean, it just goes back to the same point. He's talking a little bit more X's and O's, but he wants a a name and he wants a recycle. Kingsbury's like the perfect person. Come in, install the system using my language – be here for a year, at most two years, uh, win a, a, a national championship, hopefully, that's their goal, and then use that, parlay it into something else, get out of here, and I'll do it again. Yeah, that's That's been his formula recently. Maybe he'll even let Cliff do it via Zoom out there in that awesome house in Phoenix. It's a pretty sweet setup. I don't even was that his real house or was that actually just like I a, think it was somewhat like that was draft day in during COVID in 2020 right, right yeah now that you mention that I think it was, it was revealed like that it was someone else's yeah still is awesome though I'm sure his looks exactly like that <laughs> yeah it's probably not far off yeah uh, he's he. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what he had. Uh, please tell Teddy to tell Jeff Lebby everything he just said, LOL. That's from the 918s. <laughs> this is also from the 918. Y'all are finally selling me on it. Lebby stays. Yeah. We had to get the uh, opinion of someone outside of the show to finally sell someone. We had, we had to, I had to call Cole Kublik and – A former offensive lineman. Have him say to, the same yeah. thing we've been saying, and then uh, everyone believes it. I like that. That's Hey, that's fine. Don't need credit for anything. Why is quarterback a, a big question for Bama? Is it not Milrow? Um, it may be Milrow. It's just he's not. They don't have. They don't have Bryce Young coming back. They don't have Tua coming waiting, back. They don't have yeah. Tua waiting behind. There's more Hertz uncertainty. And, yeah. Going into this I mean, year at quarterback, Milrow went in and, and gave them some spot duty and did some some really nice things, but also made a lot of mistakes, which you know you expect. Um, I I know you're not. Tyler and I'm not under any impression that Alabama's going to be hurting for talent at quarterback. Um, they're going to have someone there. It's just you're not you're not going in with a top level incumbent that 
you know, has a lot of experience, you know, can, you can lean on that experience, you're going to have a new starter. So it's, that's not ideal to step into. Great job for someone, not a great job for everyone yeah. from the 405. I that's believe right. that's their first ever text to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And it's a great Welcome one. to the show. It's about as good of a text as you could have. Dan says, Bama isn't offering Jeff Levy the job. Not a chance. <laughs> sure about that? Uh, well, sure, Dan? I'm sure Dan's wrong, but, you know. I just don't see uh, Jeff Lebby leaving after year one. All right, this has been a little bit of a change-up on the text line for previous days. There was a small amount of panic that he was leaving. Come on, it's Alabama. I think everyone's settling in now, like... Okay, well, maybe he won't leave Alabama. Okay, good. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I can see these guys. Yeah, yeah, they had to bring on an offensive lineman to bring on good points, but okay, I can see it now. Well, hey, and I, y- y- there is a point to where anyone, like, there's an offer that is out there to where you can no longer say no, right? Um, I don't know what that is for Levy, and I don't know that Saban is willing to go there. I don't even like to me. If you're if you're Lebby, I, I I just I don't even think that the money is should be an issue. And I, it's easy to say that sitting well, he's here, make two million dollars at OU next year, right? Close to it, I think. I think he's one point eight, one point nine, somewhere around that number. Um, and I'm sure that Alabama's offer is is quite a bit better than that. In fact. Well, um, I'm sure it's quite a bit better than that. And oh, he almost revealed something there. No, it's close. I, 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 but that's you don't take a little bit more to go take take a job with the small margin for error that comes with it, right? If you go there, the offense struggles. Um, it doesn't even have to struggle. You go there, the offense is fine. But you get beat in the SEC championship because Georgia's defense, yeah. you know, shuts you down or forces a couple of turnovers. Well, now what have you done? Like you've 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 stunted your career unnecessarily. Like right now, you're at Oklahoma with the bar being about as low as it's been in a while. You know, like everyone, I like. We want them to win a, a conference championship next year, and I think that they're going to have the capabilities to win a conference championship next year. Like, that's what you want. I, you, you don't want to step into a team that's you know coming under fire and Nick Saban's going to be hot. Like You're going to have mad Saban after what's gone on the last couple of years. He doesn't want to lose the, the crown to, uh, to Kirby Smart. Like You don't want to step into that situation. You've got – you got what you what you want right now. You've got a uh, an elite five star quarterback waiting. You've got a uh, a vet that knows the system coming back. You you've got a lot of. There's just so many positives right now at Oklahoma for you. You do not take a lateral job at this point with where he's at. He's already at the pinnacle. Like I'm not saying that Oklahoma is the best program in the country right now, but it's in. It's in the dozen, right? It's in the dozen where anything at that point is basically a lateral move. His next his next move needs to be a head coaching job. This is not a new texture to the show. I love this. Hey, guys, sorry I'm a little late to the show. Any news on Levy? 
<laughs> that that is a little bit of a sh- uh, inside joke with the show because we will have we'll spend ten minutes on a subject and someone will text in, "Hey guys, uh, just now getting to the show. Did you guys just talk? Have you guys talked about such and such?" And we just talked about it for fifteen minutes. Yeah. So that's what that texture was trying to achieve there. Very nice job. I I got the humor in that text. Um, here's a wild thought on Jeff Levy, and I don't think that I, I don't even know if I necessarily buy into this or not. But we've had text that says. Okay, well, that's fine, guys. That's all great. Like, I might even believe you, but why doesn't Jeff Lebby just issue a statement? Why doesn't Jeff Lebby come out? Because this could hurt OU in recruiting. Is there a chance that maybe in the slightest bit of ways it could maybe benefit OU recruiting in that I don't know how much recruits are paying attention to this stuff, but it is a little bit flattering when Alabama's really pushing to hire you as the offensive coordinator, right? Like, I think Jeff Levy already has a lot of credibility as an OC with recruits, but this would might help his credibility out a little bit more if Nick Saban's really pushing for you. Is there any scenario where maybe it's actually a slight benefit for Levy to get all this attention rather than, oh my gosh, you got to come out and say something because you're going to lose recruits over this, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way. You want... You want... Every recruit, every high school coach, everyone out there not knowing. And it's not just – it's just, it, that's a great point by you. I think that's excellent. And Thank you. I, I think it is uh, something that you, you can use to your advantage. The other point is as soon as you acknowledge that – there's been some type of contact there. There, you, there is no winning for you, right? I, does anyone this day and age believe a coach whenever they say, I'm just focused on the future here. I'm All happy right. where I am. Don't ask OU fans that. We're a little bit jaded over that whole deal. Right. There is no there, – there's, there's nothing good that comes from that. And you can't – it's hard to shut anything down. What if Saban says, you know what, uh, here's, here's twice what you make at Oklahoma right now and your associate head coach and you have first right of refuse, refusal of the job should I step down. Like You just – you never know what like offer may come, so you don't want to. You never really want to totally shut something down. So whenever it comes to that, it's better to just continue to do your job, right? At some point, like whenever it's become clear that Alabama has their target, who they're going with, they're working out the details of the contract. Well, then you can say, "Listen, I'm staying at Oklahoma." Um, Listen, I'm flattered that my name's maybe been thrown around with some other jobs out there, but we've got we got so much work to do here. Uh, I'm happy with where I'm at. We've got a good group moving forward. We're excited about this upcoming season. You know, I can't wait to get back to work with Dylan Gabriel. We got a good young group of guys out of this recruiting class. I mean, that's that's just how you handle it. It does you no good to to start shooting things down or getting out in front of a microphone too early in this thing. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. 
Check out your local dealers for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. Knowing your loved ones are well taken care of. Call or visit us online today and start living the good life at the Carlstone. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Shout out to Victor Long. He just dropped by during the break to pick up his uh, prize pack that he won here recently. One of the many great contests that we have here at the ref. Victor nice. uh, Victor showed up and uh, stuck my head out the door and gave him a horns down uh, during the break. So uh, that's what I was doing. Good to see. Good to see him. I love this today. Uh, another loyal listener, Jim in Arlington. He said he tweeted out. Tell me you're a regular listener of the ref without telling me you are a listener. I'll go first. And he like gave a reference to something at the station without saying that he's a you know listener. You kind of get the idea, right? Yes. Let me read some of these. Bruce just says 69. That's it. <laughs> uh, Cody says plank blocked because he likes to issue the blocks, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Rhonda, I like this one. Well, the schedule should be out by now. Yeah, that's the daily <laughs> conversation. Doug Miles says, if you're like me and you love to bowl, that's a spot that I Very voice good. on that. Uh, Travis says, holy hail damage, the spot that Josh voices. You've probably heard that one before, right? Yes. Uh, Sean says, Teddy's pronunciation, mispronunciation of certain words. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I mispronounce anything. I just offer an alternate. This one says, what you say, girl? She loves people. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's it. Marco, or it, I would, I will accept the band, the band. Uh, this one says we have a lot of text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I feel, yeah, I feel attacked on that one. Uh, I feel attacked on this one too. Ahoy, mateys. Uh, they do oh, give me. Th- oh the, yeah, that's the old yeah Captain Jacks. What's uh, what was the one at Christmas? What what um. Arr, happy holidays. That's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> Trelinda says Washington. That's you. Yeah. Uh, Darren says if I ever get into a fist fight with opposing teams fan, it'll be in Lubbock. That's from Toby. Yeah. Uh, this one just says Mule Shoe. I guess that goes for most of the shows. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Jimbo, I'll tell y'all, I'll handle this. <laughs> that's good stuff. I like that. Where did, yeah, where'd what that caught come my from? eye? Uh, Jim in Arlington, who listens all day, every single day, put that out on social media. Parker's oh, okay. Balls, A1 and Turkey Bacon. Uh, there's some Scuttlebutts. Yeah. Look at that. That's I cool. love it. Yeah, we got, we, we got some loyal listeners. Uh, where did Sean say? Sean had a really good one. He said... My tell us you listen without telling us is over under on Tyler saying, I just said that any day of the week between three and six is four and a half. I know between you and Travis, my God. Like, yeah, I just said that, guys. Just said that. Well, hey, you know, here's the thing. I don't take much of what you say seriously, so a lot of times it just kind of goes in one yeah. ear and out the other. Yeah. Mark, that's a joke. Mark Come the on. date. He did say last segment, that's a really good point by you. I was like, yeah, I, I agree. It felt weird saying it. I it will tell you It felt weird that. hearing it. It's, <laughs> trust me. If you thought it felt weird saying it, it felt weird hearing it. Oh, wow. Um, while you were gone yesterday, your uh, Wednesday sabbatical, as I now call yeah. it, I ranked the- I took uh, a snow day. <laughs> as did everyone else, by the way. I rank the OU players left in the NFL playoffs from one to five. I know there's more huh. than five. No, there's more than five. But, but you just gave five. your top five. Okay. Uh-huh. Tell me tell me how you feel. Trent Williams, one. Okay. 
Uh, Lane Johnson, who used to be a JUCO quarterback, too. Yeah. Jalen Hurts at three, hmm. Joe Mixon at four, and Creed Humphrey at five. Like it, love it, hate it. Hmm. You can't give me a compliment two segments in a row, so approach this one carefully. I think you've got the number one player correct. I think you've got the number two player correct. I think you've got the number three player correct. I think you have the number four player incorrect. I thought we were going to go five for five. Got my hopes up there. I think I would maybe put Creed Humphrey ahead of Joe Mixon. Hmm. But – that one is – that one's kind of – It could be interchangeable It's there. interchangeable. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason – I think Creed – I think he was second team all pro. Not pro bowl, all pro. So only one center out there in the NFL ahead of him as voted on by the players. So that is an incredible distinction. There was almost three all pro Oklahoma offensive linemen, which Jeez. is unheard of. So, Yeah. That's pretty – it's a pretty good list, though, right? Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts has a chance to climb that list pretty quickly uh, if he – I mean, he's ranked third this. and he's in the MVP discussions right now. I mean, that, right. that tells you everything you need to know. Um, 24-7 is – I think that this, this is their final set of rankings that they're doing. Um, it started at 4 p.m. They started the five-star unveiling. Um, that was like a, a live stream, so obviously I haven't been able to watch that. So, text line, um, if you've been monitoring that and there's anything interesting that's happened, please uh, let us know on on that front. I'm trying to find out where um, some OU players were ranked in their final five-star rankings. Hmm. Okay. Well, what is there anyone uh, – I think the, the big names for being upgraded are – P.J. Adebare. Adebare, Omasigo. Yeah, I can't remember where Makari Vickers was or is ranked, but Rivals jumped him pretty significantly. So, Omasigo, yeah. I Mostly P.J. Adebare, though, is who you're yeah. looking at. Like, is he going to land inside? Is he going to land like inside the top eight or the top ten overall? Yeah. There's a real chance of that. And you said that's 247 that's yeah, doing that? Yeah, 24-7 is doing their latest uh, rankings update. So nice. I'll, I'll try to keep you updated on that one because um, here's the deal, man. Like, <laughs> I've learned that you cannot disrespect Jackson Arnold and P.J. Atabari in the rankings or you're going to have a fight on your hands from uh, OU fans. Like, don't, don't uh, undervalue Peyton Bowen or anybody else, but especially P.J. and, and Jackson Arnold. Well, Something has happened because Ohio State's jumped them. Ohio State has jumped us, and Louisiana State University is what eleven one hundredths of a point behind us. So we are uh, teetering on the verge of dropping out of the top five. Well, but they got another commitment coming this weekend. I, I don't know. Maybe this will all even out in the end, and they'll still be the number four class. But. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know what Ohio, um, the second signing day is coming up in six days. I have no idea what's on tap for Ohio State. If right. they have anyone that they're in on, um, another four or five star to sign. If they do sign another four or five star, it's likely that they'll jump OU um, from five to four. But honestly, like, 
who cares is what I'd say. Like, it, it would be fun to have the number four class when it's all said and done. But whether it's four or it's five, like, I think everyone understands what you have with this class. Right. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens as it, as it all uh, settles out. Be fun to watch. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye. Stay tuned. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. Check out your local dealers for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Our best deals every day good. Like 4000 off and 2.99%. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Brought to you by West Yala Gosney Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? A WYG communication is a priority. West Yala Gosney Law. 405-800-8080. That's 405-800-8080. All right. Story number one is... Love trash talk and Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay today was asked about the Cincinnati Bengals offense. What impresses you about the Bengals offense? And he sat there and thought for a moment and said, nothing. (laughs) The team that's beaten him like the three previous times with Joe Burrow, nothing's impressed him? Yeah. Hmm, Okay. That's almost as interesting as Debo Samuel uh, playing down the crowd at uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. He could get murdered saying something like that. Right. Um, I thought this was interesting. A little OU connection. Anthony Kim, former Oklahoma golfer, uh, perhaps uh, has been out of the mix for a long time. Yes, he has. Maybe going to uh, the Live Golf Tour. Good, good for him. So uh, that's maybe something to watch. My there. buddy used to play poker uh, against him quite a bit. Good poker player. Uh, don't know. Um, just mentioned that he would play against him from time to time. So hopefully he gets back uh, on the golf course. Look at that, your buddy getting some of that good, hard-earned PGA Tour money. <laughs> that's good. Uh, and the last thing I had, I thought this was just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Louisiana State University accidentally overpaid Brian Kelly a million dollars in 2022. They put a million in his LLC. Yeah. Do coaches normally have an LLC fund where money can funnel into? Is that normal? Uh, yeah, perhaps. I mean, if if he does like speaking engagements or something like that, he may get paid into his LLC. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty common. I love that Brian Kelly didn't say anything. They had to find it in an audit. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. He's We're like, saying hey, it seriously? Hey. Thought we uh, erased that from the books. You just – ignorance, right? Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even notice. I hadn't even uh, paid attention to it. Uh, I got several here. First, the 24-7 new rankings. You and I were looking at them during the break. Looks like uh, P.J. Adebarre's number nine overall. Um, Jackson Arnold's number ten. Peyton Bowen was dropped from a five-star to a four-star. He's actually ranked right below Jaquay's petaway. Just to note, this is not the composite ranking. This is the 247 Correct, yes. ranking. Jaquay's Petaway at 56, Peyton Bowen at 57. And as I scroll down, you got Samuel Omasigo at 75. Anyone else in the 100? Yes, Caden Green is at 92. So 
Macari Vickers at 101, just outside the top 100. So you see, you've seen a couple of OU players drop. Macari Vickers from 75 to 101. Uh, Peyton Bowen from a um, five star to a four star, but you got two two players in the top ten. What do you so make mixed feelings on these rankings? I guess. What do you make of uh, Peyton Bowen being dropped so much? That's a pretty big drop by it's him. Pretty big drop. I, I thought he had a great senior year. I, I don't know if what he did or didn't do in Orlando hurt him, but I'm a, a little bit surprised by that. Yeah, I, I would have been very surprised by that. During the middle of a senior season, it didn't die, or I'll tell you that much. Here's a cool little feature that um, 247 has. It's got, like, the history of his ranking. And, you know, as I look at it, they've never really had him rated that high. Peyton Bowen? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he he was, let's see, right before the season started. In, well, I guess not right before, but the middle of July, they had him as the uh, number 84 player. Then in October, they moved him to 72. A couple weeks later in October, back to 73. And then the middle of December, he was bumped all the way up to 52. And then here in this latest, um, you know, a a month and two weeks later, back to 57. So he dropped back Mm. uh, 57 or five (laughs) spots, rather. There's a theory on the text line saying, well, 24-7 didn't enjoy the Peyton Bowen recruitment. Which, maybe so. What does that mean? Did they have him picked? Well, yeah. Dro- dropped him because of how the recruitment went. Yeah. Um, here Quickly, here's the top ten. Arch Manning at one. Uh, Nico, who's going to Tennessee's at two. Keon Keeley going to Bam at three. Dante Moore going to UCLA as a quarterback mm. at four. Caden Proctor, offensive tackle, going to Bam at five. Uh, you got another offensive tackle at six going to Miami. Zach Branch at seven to USC wide receiver. Caleb Downs going to Bama at eight. And then you got PJ and Jackson Arnold at nine and ten. That means by 24-7's rankings, PJ Adabare is the third highest ranked defensive player in this class. Higher ranked than David Hicks, yeah. actually, at number eleven. Higher than uh, David Hicks and Jordan Hall, the big kid going to Georgia. That's pretty impressive. And I'm telling you, man, he's he he, he he's coming. He's he's going to be a game changer. Yeah. I if he's one of those guys like you just you never know, but the more you see and the the more he gets acclimated with with football and still a little bit of raw rawness to him and growing into that length that he's got, he's going to continue to get you know better and better. Next one I have, uh, we go to Lubbock, Texas for the next oh, yeah. one and refresh my memory a little bit just to make sure I'm right. We didn't actually draw seating for the NCAA tournament in that COVID year, correct? Because we never got through the conference tournaments, so they never drew up the NCAA tournament, that's, right? That's correct. Okay. We only played the first game, Oklahoma right. State, right? So tell me if this is where – here's a visual. We're looking in the um, – we're, we're looking up at Texas Tech's basketball arena, United Supermarkets Arena, yeah. looking up at the rafters. They got their banners up there. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the banner from 2018-2019 – Big 12 champs, NCAA Final Four. You're even looking at recent ones, 2020 to 2021, they made it to the round of 32. It says NCAA second round. Well, in the middle of those two banners, in the middle it says 2019 to 2020, NCAA tournament, and then it says COVID-19 under that. Texas Tech has a banner in their rafters that says they made the NCAA tournament, but it says COVID-19 under it. I thought they were maybe a bubble team that year. Is that weird that they have a banner saying that they went to the NCAA tournament for a tournament that was never even that never existed and was never even drawn up? Um, 
Well, yeah, that's weird. But what's even weirder is that you would think that it's not the dumbest thing ever to hang a damn banner in your arena that says COVID on it. (laughs) How stupid is that? That's pretty dumb. Yeah. Are you kidding me? COVID. It's going to look... Oh, my gosh. That's so stupid. I... If if I was at please oh you don't do that I hope you have it. I would do everything in my power I would start a group and appeal the university to keep the banner up like whatever it, we don't need a banner for that year but can we please scrub COVID off of the banner. Wow. Um, I don't know what you were doing yesterday during your Wednesday sabbatical, but Kim Mulkey and her LSU Tigers they took the day to visit the Louisiana State Penitentiary. Uh, That's right. They went to a prison that's also called the Alcatraz of the South, and it's the largest maximum security prison in the United States. It's located one hour north of Baton Rouge. It has more than 6,000 prisoners, employs more than 1,500 staff members. Her team is 20-0. They're rolling, and she brought her team to the Alcatraz of the South, to basically get them outside their comfort zone. And she even made her team play against some of the inmates in basketball competitions like knockout as others watched from the sidelines. That's what LSU women's basketball did on their day off. Went to the Alcatraz of the South, toured the facility, talked to some prisoners, and even played some hoops against them. Do you think it was like a necessary roughness when they played the prison and uh, you got Butkus and Jerry (laughs) Rice and all those guys out there? I think so, yeah. Uh, That's great. (sighs) Uh, By the way, I looked up Texas Tech Red Raiders schedule 2019-2020. Were they not a bubble team that year? Tyler. They ended the season with four straight losses. Okay, yeah. They lost to Oklahoma, Texas, Baylor, and Kansas to end the season. I, what a bunch of dorks. Uh, and, 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 dude, and especially, it'd be different if you're begging to hang banners up there, right? Like you're just trying to show that you have some sort of a basketball history tradition. The banner right before it is a Final Four banner and a Big 12 championship banner. You don't need the COVID-19 banner up. In fact, you take away from the Final Four banner by hanging another banner right beside it that says COVID-19. That's probably where your eyes go more than the Final Four banner. Come on. COVID-19. That is absurd. Oh, wow. Last one I have. I know there's a lot of... uh, We should hang a a national championship banner from 2017 and just put play-calling uh, on the bottom of it is the reason why we didn't win it, right? Oh, I'd be down for that. I'll put squib kick and quotation. Squib kick. It. Speed um, option at the near side. Just pick a year and sweeps. say what? Well, we would have made the college football playoff, but just put injuries. I do think they need to put a banner up at the LNC that says, uh, proud of the guys, proud of the guys. That'd be sweet. <laughs> uh, last one. Yellowstone is generating a shocking amount of revenue for the state of Montana. Not only is the show printing money for the state, but it's also resulted in a million tourists visiting. People are flocking to Montana after watching Yellowstone. From what I've seen, the people in Montana hate it. Well, it's funny because in the show, I like the people that are actually visiting there now, in the show, I feel like those are the people that are trying to keep out of it. Well, yeah, 
the show is creating the issue that the show right. is all about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's ironic. Now we're going to put a big old hotel right here. Uh, it's amazing. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Listen up, folks. Landers, Christ. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I've got a uh, Sooner Weekly update on the ref that we're going to start doing. How about that? What does that mean? Well, here's what it means. Men's basketball is back in action against number 2 Alabama, 1 p.m. on Saturday. It's throwback day, Teddy. 500 retro t-shirts in a pregame autograph signing from the OU football team. Okay, that's cool. It's ITA kickoff weekend for the OU women's tennis team. They take on Minnesota at 3 p.m. Saturday. And either Tulsa or Texas Tech, who likes to hang weird COVID-19 banners, on Sunday at 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. Tickets are free. The men's gymnastics, they're back inside uh, for the season opener inside McCaslin Fieldhouse, Saturday at 6 p.m. versus Illinois and Air Force. Free admission. Free admission with your ticket from the Alabama basketball game. For tickets, visit Soonersports.com. Did you say autographs from the football team before the game? 500 retro t-shirts and a pregame autograph signing from the OU football team. Is what it says here? Huh. Yeah. How about that? Who well, would uh, Edward, who would he does he know any players on the OU football team? No. Is he 8? Yeah. Didn't know any players at uh-uh. all. Didn't no. care. No. He could tell you uh like some Fortnite characters or something perhaps <laughs> well if there was a Fortnite autograph signing before the game eh, if there talking. was a mr beast autograph <laughs> signing before the game he'd be like i have no what? idea what mr beast is but it sounds awesome it, well it sounds bad but it's actually just a youtube guy 2000 national champions demarco murray <laughs> injured someone who wants that banner put up <laughs> oklahoma state okay so did oklahoma state win that COVID year, it was the only game played in the Big 12 championship, right? Did they win that game? If- yeah, because they were did, they were going to play OU next, right? Is that Was that the deal? I think so. There was something about it. I think they did. They were starting to get hot at that time, yeah, if they, I remember correctly. They won four straight and beat Iowa State 72-71 that night. And we're supposed to play Kansas the next the next game. But they should just call themselves Big 12 champs if they won the Big 12 tournament. Well, if anyone can hang a COVID banner, it's them. Yeah. One last right. game. Quick timeout. We've got the final hour coming up next in studio. 651-3439 on the text line. We'll be back. 1400 AM. KREF. Norman. Moore. Oklahoma City. And 99.3 FM. K257DA. The Ref. Sports Radio Network.